I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about silver screen Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos and if the movie sucks you might hear them say there's no telling where the guys will take you get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice cause we already warned you Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 613, Psycho 2 and 3. We're compressing them because they're just not as good as the first one. So, well, come on. But what is? What is? Yeah. You know? Godfather 1 and 2. That's fair. Superman yeah, 1 and but 2. But this is also our special for the annual All the Horror, which... Uh, of course, is uh, something that we did last year. I believe was our first year, thanks to our, our friend Ryan's introduction, yeah. and so it's become an annual tradition. This is a part of that series, and go make sure you check out the All the Horror uh, page because they they've collected on their website all the episodes from the month of October, at least one new episode and a lot of bonus stuff. Yeah. Uh, so lots of great content over there. Awesome. Well, before we dig in, let's uh, go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. This is and this is Tom. And Ryan is returning. Sorry, I was getting ready to introduce you. We're stepping on each other. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> hey. He did so wonderful on Psycho. We brought him in for Psycho 2 and 3. So, ta-da. <laughs> I, just, I, I just can't get enough of you guys. It's not every morning that I get to wake up and, and, and have three handsome men just like Ooh, just staring at me uh, here, on, uh, here on my computer. If you should have kept us on a toe think... and, said, and said two handsome men and then we have to figure out. <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a check here for $3,000. If you decide to give Ringo less, that's up to you. That's up to you. <laughs> it's like Elvis Presley used to say that uh, he slept with all of his leading ladies but one and that way they all had plausible deniability if they wanted it. That's right. So, Wonderful. Right. But we all know it was Mary Tyler Moore. Absolutely. Yeah. Without yeah. question. Yeah. 
quick shameless plugs before we dig in. Um, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you, or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your stuff. You can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And uh, swing on by our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers. And while you're there, like the page and, of course, join the group because it's a little bit easier to converse in that manner. And uh, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help out and we like you a little extra. So um, there's all that. Let's dig into Psycho 2. It's 1983 and we're going to see Psycho 2. Yeah, what? I, I can't. Okay. This is a good movie. I, I so I thought I had seen this movie and I was wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, I, all right. I, had, I had never seen. I had actually seen Psycho three, um, which is a weird movie. It was yes, yeah. so weird. Um, so I because I rem- I was like, oh, I saw that in the theater, and then when I looked it up, and I'm like, eighty three. I couldn't have gotten into this in eighty three. Like I don't even know how I got into it in eighty in Psycho three because that's eighty six. So I mean, I wouldn't have been <laughs> technically old enough to see an R-rated movie. So I'm not. I don't. That's know. when they actually carded people too. Yeah, they cared back then. And um, yeah, well, right. I think you didn't. You stand on your friend's shoulders. Yeah, with the trench fedora and a yeah. trench. Like yeah, three of you, the fedora. Yeah. The, uh. But uh, um, even then, I looked 48. Uh, <laughs> That's why you got to hair. see it. They're just like, just let him in. Yeah. He's but He's just short. so it was Psycho Three that I saw in the theater. So I had never seen Psycho Two, and so. I will say what I don't like about this movie is just some of the retconning and like th- yeah. there reaches a point where there's just so many like kind of crazy coincidences happening around the same character that it, it really kind of strains credulity. But um, in terms of the, the the overall look, though, I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, certainly does it isn't pristine as the original, but we have a lot of uh, Hitchcock camera movements yeah. and framing. And the overall quality is is very good. I was really I don't, caught I don't know off what guard. With three, but yeah, it, was, like, it surprised I, me. Yeah, yeah, I was really caught off guard with how good this was. Like, like it's not as good as Psycho, obviously, but I mean, for the era that it came from, for sequels it really doesn't suffer from sequelitis. It's a very strong sequel, and yeah, and it's one you can now mention. It's like name me a sequel that's better that well, name me a sequel that's you know as good or as enjoyable as the original. Well, this is one that you can now add to that you know wrath of Khan you know con, you know conversation it's like no psycho 2 is is very good yeah halloween 3 so this movie what i think makes it so great and i hadn't seen any sequels and so 2 and 3 first time watch for me i really enjoyed them both and i thought this one was really good and what makes it so great is they didn't just do a remake of psycho right, right? right. so with a lot of sequels even in modern days but especially back then before home video and everything you make a sequel and they tell you the exact same story with different characters and they mm-hmm. change things a little but the characters go through the same plot beats beat for beat for beat this movie is a mystery, and of course you've got Norman Bates here. Of course he's back to killing again, and so they add this whole mystery and the well, wait a minute, is he better? Is he not better? Type thing. Anthony Perkins is acting his ass off once again. He's a great actor, and so I love that they're telling you a new story, and you 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 don't have it like as much as you think you have it figured out. This movie's smart, and you don't like you don't see the twists and turns coming. Yeah, right, and uh, it's a really neat experience for a sequel to a famous movie to do something like that and kind of catch you off guard again. And it's kind of a ballsy gambit because it's a it's a very ballsy move. Because the whole yeah. movie basically hinges around the fact that your world famous psycho killer is not actually killing people. <laughs> and you're kind mm-hmm. of and you're and it, like I talked about at the end of the first one, 
on a previous episode is by the time we're here, you're rooting for him. Yeah. Like you want him to be okay because Anthony right. Perkins is so goddamn good. You're just like, yeah, let's like, oh, just be okay. Like he's you can, charming. You can do it. Yeah. You can make it. It's you I, like I kind him. of this this movie. I'm almost positive pulls from Halloween two. Um, so Why is that? so Halloween is 1978. Halloween two is 1981. Psycho is 1983. Halloween two picks up right where Halloween yeah. one leaves off. Right, like yeah. it's the same mm-hmm. like night. Minutes basically. later, yeah. exactly. This one kind of does the same thing, except it's a longer stretch of time where we still, like you said, Kevin, in a Friday the 13th movie or a Nightmare movie or a Texas Chainsaw, it's just more fodder for yeah. those villains. In this one, in Halloween, right, We it's Jamie Lee Curtis, sort of. <laughs> like, Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of in that movie. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's focused on Michael versus Laurie. Like, that's where we are. In, in Psycho 2, it's Norman still but he's still surrounded by characters from the first movie because Vera Miles comes back yeah. as Lyra. Yeah, I was really caught off guard with how much uh, connective tissue this has to the original. Right. I really thought right, right, right. I was going to get Anthony Perkins, and that was it. So when she shows up, and she's a major player in this film, and, and it's not just he gets out and he gets back to killing. That's really thought I, what I thought I was going to get. He wants a normal right. life. He just wants to yeah. work in this di- diner and he just wants a chance at a normal life. He's been rehabilitated, and he yeah. just and because he doesn't even want to handle knives in the diner. He says, "No, that that's my vice." So <laughs> right. I, that's why you yeah. that's why you root for him because yeah. he's been rehabilitated, right? Like the idea of someone. Norman had a very troubled childhood, and we get into what that interpretation is in all these movies. But either way, you know he had a troubled childhood. He had this psychotic break, but he paid his time. He was rehabilitated, and that's what you're supposed to do right if you go to jail if you go to a mental institution you're supposed to pay your time and come back and have opportunities to live a life and so until he gives you any reason otherwise you are rooting for norman and you want him to succeed right Right, it's not fair if he just comes out and then you're like oh well he's a killer and so he shouldn't have you know like that defeats the entire purpose of his rehabilitation and that's also a ballsy plot point to get you to try and root for him because you know this is movies is is very close in proximity time wise to the assassination assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan and then sure. Hink, and then uh and then he uh, what, uh Hinkley uses the the insanity defense and people were very very down on that idea and a lot of people really misunderstand the insanity they think that you just get to go free and that's <laughs> not how it works like you <laughs> You you end up you know in an institution, and in most cases you never leave it. Like, but you just don't go to jail. Like, it's it's not well. You don't get killed, right? Yeah, and it's, it's but it's thing. not a yeah. it, it. Well, it's technically I guess a get a jail free card, but it's not free. You're gonna just go to a different sort of institution. But um, uh, well, a lot but, of times you get life, but you're not uh, executed. That's what the insane. Yeah. You know, you're trying to it, sit, protect their life. Yeah, and so um. But people are very down on that. So to take this, like, you know, arguably the most famous killer on in cinema and then be like, oh, he used mm-hmm. the infan- insanity defense and he's out and we're going to try and get you to root for him. Like, that's that's a pretty ballsy gambit, too, especially for a major motion picture. 
Because I would I would argue the first one isn't a major motion picture, right? Like even though it's got that Hitchcock pedigree, they made it on the cheap. Sure, they, sure. they were they were he used television people yeah. to make that movie. The he Hitchcock was, presents set because yeah, because all... Mountain didn't want to make it. We're right. not going to give you any money. We mortgages his house. We talk about dedication. Mortgages yeah. his house because this movie, this film needs to be made. And so it was really, and that's why it's in grayscale. It wasn't because it was uh, this prestige move. It was in grayscale because it was <laughs> on a shoestring budget. Right. And so, so even though yeah. we think of it as a major motion picture, the studio didn't. It was like, we kind of can't say no to this dude, but we'll give him almost no money and maybe he'll say no. Oh, he's doing it. Like, yeah. oh no, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but this is not like this, when this movie comes out, it's a big damn deal, right? Like yeah, it's, it's like Anthony deal. Perkins is back, and for years he wouldn't even talk about Psycho because he was so typecast, and he, he wanted to distance himself from it, and then he decided that he wanted to make his house payment, I guess. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I love this though. I I love that it's him, and it's him in all the sequels. Yeah. The fact that they yeah. get back other connective tissue, but especially him, because mm-hmm. how easy would it have been for him to just say, "No, I'm a, a you know theater actor, and I want to do serious movies," and they just keep recasting Norman Bates. They almost <laughs> did, right? Like this was a. Uh, so th- when this was originally winding its way through production, it was envisioned as a TV movie. Now, in our misbegotten sequel series, we've stumbled across a lot of of misbegotten sequels that were actually made for TV movies, right? Like the mm-hmm. whatever happened to Rosemary's Baby, sure, and, Dirty and, Dozen. Uh, what's that? Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen ones that we didn't cover mm-hmm. it, but there's uh, there's uh, a Butch Cassidy one that's all about the. Sundance the Sundance woman and it and it stars uh Karen Ross and and you know what I mean like they they got her and and uh, um so there's a lot that was a something a well they went to a lot for made for TV movies and the the actor that they were trying to get which I think would have been a great Ted choice Christopher Walken Oh, that would have been awesome. A young Chris. Oh, <laughs> look at Ryan Terry's like, oh man, like <laughs> I'd pay cash on the barrelhead to see Christopher Walken, especially in this time that, frame. That, yeah, Christopher Walken. Christopher yeah, Walken. He, this is, this is right after uh, Natalie Wood went swimming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh-huh. uh, but then when Anthony Perkins expressed interest, they were like, well, now it's not made for TV anymore. Like we'll we'll take that, but it's going to be theatrical. So nice. Well, That's brilliant. So yeah, so I mean, the movie pretty much opens up uh, with a recap with the most famous, one of the most famous shower scenes of all sure. time. Yeah, uh, and lazy then we flash hated forward. that part. I was like, really set the tone negatively for me. It's interesting that they go back to it in three, and we'll get there when we get there. But yeah. they do the same thing in three. Yeah. Um, we see Norman in a courtroom, and he's be he's about to be released, and of course Lila, who is now who Lila Crane who is now Lila, Lila Loomis. Loomis. Loomis, and it's like, really, Sam? Both sisters? Well, well okay. All right. No, I mean, especially well if you go through a traumatic experience like that yeah. with someone else. I totally else. get it. And no way. You, when they never even not hint. A, not a, yeah. We never but even hint it when that. the romantic stuff begins, you know? They're the only two people that could understand what each other went through, mm-hmm. so, like, that's not even a stretch. Yeah. It's weird. Do you know why, it, do you know why the uh, Sam Loomis is not in this movie? Why? Because uh, he was unavailable due to the fact that he was the ambassador to Mexico. Oh, what? Yeah. So oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I can't the, come back he to went the Shirley too. Temple route. He did. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so she, of course, like, you know, Norman murdered her sister. So she is Th- this uh, absolutely against him getting out. This is the audience surrogate right here, right. though. See, so they come out and they're trying to get you to root for Norman and he's been rehabilitated. And it's a ballsy move, like Tom says. But you also have Lila, Lila right. Crane, who her sister was murdered and she went through this traumatic experience with her now husband, now deceased husband, Sam. And so she is the audience. So if you still are like, well, yeah, but he killed people and all this, you have her that you can root for, at least in the beginning, and you can sure. relate to her. And so you have both these struggles between, well, he paid his time and now it seems like he's trying to be on the up and up and be a good guy. Let's root for Norman. But also like, yeah, if your sister was killed, you'd be Lila and you'd be like, why are you letting this guy out so i think they do a really good job of giving you both viewpoints of these these terrible events for sure for sure yeah and like i said this is the moment where you're just like oh i'm now rooting for the bad guy yeah like he's not really the bad guy that's not uh that's not terribly uncommon at least now because that's true uh, in, in slashers that's who you do root for you root for michael you root for jason you root for freddie you and so okay so that's kind yeah. of where i disagree i think you do root if they have a strong protagonist to go against them. I feel like that's who you're like. I'm not rooting for Michael in. I wasn't rooting for Michael in 2018's Halloween. Right, H4. like that's what I call H four O. That's good. <laughs> uh, but I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Lori. Right, like so. If okay, that's in, you're rooting in for kills, but you don't really want the character to win. You're just rooting for good kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like yeah. I think in a lot of those movies, they you know. There are some great final girls in those movies, but I think for the most part, uh, you want the monster to win. Where I feel like in this well, one, they flip it. Well, the horror movie, I feel like horror movies a lot of times go out of their way to make the ancillary characters horrible human beings. And red that shirts. way, we'll call you them don't, red shirts. Yeah, you don't care when I they like get that. killed. You no, know? And no so, you don't. So but, let's get into Norman's life here. Yeah, so Norman, he gets back, he goes back, and he starts working at a diner uh, with a cook and a waitress, and a brand new waitress played by Meg Tilly. Um, and he just he's just trying to get his life back together. He's got Dennis Franz, who, of course, is always, <laughs> at this point in his career, always the worst. Just He's so good at being a scumbag. Sure. Uh, he's even a scumbag on NYPD Blue, but he's kind of like the lovable scumbag. He kind of <laughs> has a heart of gold, and everything else after before that, you're just like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, gut that guy, kill. He's a red shirt. Like I want that guy to die. Totally, um, he's the manager. Of he's the, the hotel manager of the while hotel. the state is set up. Dennis Franz is the manager, but he's allowing people to come in and do drugs and prostitutes, mm-hmm. and he's really let the place turn into a sleazy motel. Yeah, because, it runs by the hour now too. Right. <laughs> so, so he's like, that's what makes money. And so Norman is having to come home and deal with his family business and hotel being run like this. But he's also trying to normalize his life at the diner. And so he's got you know this guy giving him trouble, and uh, then he's also dealing with his you know feelings. Uh, he's got some. He's got. Some, he's not completely rehabilitated. Well, you know, like he's I still mean, got some stuff going on, sure, uh, in his brain. Well, especially uh, when so now mother starts calling him and leaving notes at the diner, and so right. that's where the big mystery comes in. Is you think, oh man, Norman, I thought you were better now, and you're like, well, who else could be leaving these notes and making these calls? And that's where the big reveal comes because the whole double time, reveal you would never, you would never, at least me, like, did anyone else predict that ending of two? Like, no. I'm, I'm like, no. he's no. just not better, and, and I when they made the film. 
when they made the film, it was similar to when they made the first film where they they kept the final pages of the script away from the cast and only a nice. few people had it and they didn't see it until they filmed it because they, they didn't want anyone to know That's what great. the ending was going to be. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, they pull a Psycho, right? Like, it's a double ending. It's a double twist ending where in Psycho you get not only is the mother dead, but Norman Bates is his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, that's right. I like that, uh, the, the mm-hmm. double double reveal. The I double, didn't, I the didn't, double twist. I, I uh, didn't think about that before. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, first time I saw it, which was uh, not that long ago, uh, first time I saw it was about three years ago. It was one of the films that I uh, watch with my uh, friend over in Germany when we get together uh, once uh, once most weeks and uh, once a week and we watch a film together. And it was it was one that we selected because I, I had never seen it because I had just always heard oh all the sequels are bad. Well, I'd seen four, but I, I it's like I'd say like two and three were just like you know don't watch them. I'm like well let's just you know let's just watch it. And so this about three years ago, and I was like wow I really I really yeah. enjoy it because it. Um, because not only of the reveal elements, but even the a lot of the technical elements and the performances, there there was there was a lot to like. About. Yeah, it's weird. I when you bring up the performance, obviously that Anthony Perkins destroys in this role, but Meg Tilly, who I think has been overshadowed by her sister mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Tilly, is also pretty fantastic. Like I think she's, she's good. She's I, I think for what she's given to do and for what she needs to do and playing off of. Uh, Anthony Perkins. She does a, a really good job. I think she's really good in this movie. But she's got the whole cat and mouse thing down, like like Pat. Yeah. Like she because she's also has uh you know in the in the first film, uh Norman is you know subconsciously hiding this part of himself. But then we have uh, uh Meg Tilly where she is consciously but she's still hiding this element so she's playing somebody who's playing somebody who's playing somebody right and i love uh how we have all those layers and she communicates them so effectively like you can't like it is like there's never uh the lines aren't blur uh, the she she just has a way of delivering each of those layers of her uh very distinctly and i like how we can see uh the the conflict but then mm-hmm. we have the but but there's but she feels uh, obligated to do this and she she but then she wrestles with the uh you know the the ethics of of, of what they're doing and, and she really is a uh, layered fascinating character yeah and you know who they originally wanted to play that role no Jamie Lee Jennifer. Curtis. They I was like, approached her about oh. this. Oh. I can see that working. Yeah, and I and two things. One, uh, like I think she was nervous about going into another horror movie. Be- yeah, you know, she's, o- get- she's only actually. I think she did Halloween two. I think the fog is eighty two. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. she would have been doing this in eighty three. Yeah. So yeah, prom and night? Prom what's night that? Was in, prom night was in there somewhere too. But maybe that's eighty two. Yeah, I think that might have been eighty two, and and it, I mean, I I think poetically it would have been uh, a nice book. I would have liked the poetry because right. you have you know her uh, her mom in the first one, and then you know we would have her in this one. So totally. I, she got her own iconic horror series. Oh, yeah. that she yeah. did more well, than and one. She I think it, Trading Places had just come out, and she was like. No, I'm doing okay, yeah. and I don't need to do horror movies. I'm doing so. all right. So people so, start dying around yes, Norman every, and around the hotel. So Dennis correct. Franz gets killed, and again, like the first one, you don't see the face of the killer, but you see a woman in the outline of Mrs. Bates in a dress with the hair and everything and the big knife, so you only presume that it's Norman, but you've got Dennis Franz dies. You get the, it, you get the punk kid you, in the basement. You get the kids having yeah. sex in the basement that they uh, uh, you know, check off 
basement banging earlier. <laughs> uh, you see that happen. And so I was like, wait, these... were they having sex or was it Chekhov? What, what you... <laughs> <laughs> so you start seeing these deaths. And so, of course, the sheriff comes around. And this is a sheriff now that says he was a deputy during the deputy first went, yeah, one. Correct. And so, of course, they think that it's Norman. And, and, and Lila Cranes, well, Lila Loomis starts popping up and saying, you know, hey, I'm here because I heard about all these deaths. And, and of course, it's him. Why, how could it not be him? I told you. And that's so this whole time. It's like, did he? Did he not? And Norman is starting to doubt himself, right? And right. and uh, mm-hmm. he's made friends with this girl at the diner, the Megan, the Megan Tilly uh, character. And uh, she she is starting to, you know, I don't like know how. She, not yeah, romantically, I mean, but like right, she likes him. They have. There's a. I think there's a. There's an awkward romantic. Like I think she is kind of wavering on if there's romantic feelings i mean i don't think with norman there is well we know there isn't when we get further into these movies but but she starts to care about him and especially she realizes that he's trying and and knowing what she knows because we find out spoiler she's in on this whole thing and that's the big reveal that we were hinting at of this one is that it isn't norman but uh you know he starts to doubt himself and she feels bad about it because she's in on it and she's like no it couldn't be you and he's like yeah who you know yeah it's mother i'm getting sick again and she's like no 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 it's not and so you get that conflict there and then you know the ultimate reveal of it uh if we want to just skip to it is that yeah we'll just i mean basically so norman kills nor i gotta tell you norman destroys this family i mean so he kills the the crane sisters he kills one of the he kills the crane well this one's their daughter. fault this is on them i yeah, agree, this so I agree. i'm just saying fault. like he he lit this he lit this family up well but i i really uh, like like how i was complaining about like too many crazy things happen around the same people. It just starts to, you know, it just isn't believable. But I, I did, I really like this aspect because I, I do believe that this sister has obsessed about him for years yeah. and she's outraged yep, yep, yep. that they let him out. And so mm-hmm. she's going to prove that he is crazy, even if she's got to frame him. Like I, I, I buy all of that. You know what I mean? And she <laughs> lets mother out. Like I, I go into the film, you know, even throughout the film up until the, you know, the, in the third act, like, like he, you know, is, is trying his damnedest to, to use all the tools mm-hmm. that he's been taught, you know, uh, at his time, um, at the at the institution, and she is really the one, uh, Lila Loomis, who kind of resurrects Mother. Like yeah. Mother was like she she was gone, or at mm-hmm. least as gone as she could be. Right. She and she breathes life into Mother again. So had she not done what she did, uh, where really all the the plot really leads us to believe that he would have been rehabilitated, but she awakens that monster yeah. through, uh, yep. through through her to prove that he wasn't a monster she actually recreates the monster yeah. right it's Correct. a shame and you Correct. feel bad for norman because you truly believe that he get there was no evidence that he would have turned back until he was broken it's like you know right he, they, they broke him yeah. like he you know, like you like like we said is like he was on the way but they just kept pushing him so basically what they're doing what um lila and meg tilly's character are doing are like recreating the bedroom to make it look like the, somebody was there and just doing all these different things to mess with Norman. Calling they kept, on the phone. I think my calling him and leaving him notes. They kept my favorite creepy detail from Psycho, which is what? the 
indentation in the mattress. Yeah. Oh, it's that. Like, yes. Oh my god. Absolutely. That was so creepy. It was so and creepy. Because I was looking for it when they were even in the bedroom. I was like, well, that's the same mattress that should have. And sure, and it was there. And I was like, yeah, yeah it was. That's good call. Yeah. Good call. Now I can't remember. Uh, did they have the? Um, are they the the praying hands or some kind of the like those hands those, that I? That there's I, a note in them. Is okay. Uh, yes. I've never yeah, figured a... out the significance of those. It's like the way we uh, zoom into it quickly in the first one. Like these, there's there's some significance in these hands that I've I've never been able. I to I thought they were her it. hands. I thought they were so... like a bronze mold of. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Maybe, maybe that's what I thought maybe they were. That's it. But then, uh, so we do have them in the second one. But it, that's because mm-hmm. that's where the note. That's where the, the note is. So there's a couple side characters. Yeah. So his psychiatrist that helped him to Robert be Loja. is Robert Loja. And so he comes around. And, and, I, and, and you can't you can't say his name like that, Kevin. <laughs> you, you can't you can't just say Robert Loja. I mean, you, 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 so you, you got, we got a take two. What would have, oh jeez, Robert Loja. <laughs> so okay, what so. would have been a nice nod is if they had named that psychiatrist after Donald Pleasance. Right, Ooh. see, that's that'd be very good. Yeah, right. Like a we snake eating its they own just, tail. They just name him Sam Loomis. They're just like, no, wait, you can't name that character. Yeah. <laughs> what about Doc? What about Doctor Brackett? Yeah. They could have done that. Sheriff Brackett. Well, but in this one, he'd be Doctor Brackett. So. That's true. Yeah. Um, but so you've got him as a character who's checking on Norman, uh, and he uh, unfortunately meets his demise also at the house. Th- then you also have to mention that Spool. Uh, he works yes. with an old lady at the diner, uh, Emma Spool. Emma Spool. Yeah, and Emma so Spool. She, she's yeah. going to come back into play, but she's been there for a long time. And here is the issue that this movie runs into. Yeah, is it's an '80s movie. Mm-hmm. We've had Nightmare on Elm Street. No, not yet. We've had a Friday the 13th. We've had a, a Halloween 2, and they ramp up the gore, mm, yeah. uh, where the first one, there's no gore, right? Like, it's just not a thing. It, it's chocolate syrup in water. Like, mm-hmm. that's the amount of the gore that we get. In this one, there's a lot, like, special effects gore. But I don't uh, think it's Vera, a problem. But it's a, it's a sign of the times, yeah. and I don't the, like, and it doesn't fit in this series. Yeah, but you I, know, what I, I like disagree. Is... I think if you're going to set this movie in the modern day, if if you'd have made this movie with basically the original slasher killer, and yeah. and and you try to get all fancy pants artsy and not show slashing, I just I'm totally down with the gore that's in. The I think it's great. Best I'm of both saying, worlds. Like, they, they've ramped yeah. it up. It's, yeah. But it's a good movie, right? So like, you have great performances yeah, yeah. It, you and have a twist. I would argue if Hitchcock was making a movie in in oh. the 80s, he totally yeah. would have had gore. He would have done that. He only sure. got fancy with the shower scene because he couldn't do gore, right? right. Then he had right, to right, allude right. to it and trick you into thinking you saw it, which was great. But if he wouldn't have had to, to have done that, no way. She'd have been naked. Right. There'd have been knives oh. going into her. <laughs> he wanted her. There'd, he wanted her to be naked. Yeah, there'd have been two. Like, like, there's there's a reason that scene took a week, and it's because he's a perv. Right. And right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. okay, so the the big twist is Vera Miles and Meg Tilly are mother and daughter. They've messed with them the entire time, and he snaps and he kills them both, uh, and he gets away with it because the way everything works out is. Basically, it looks it's like brilliant. That, that Lila and and Meg Tilly set this whole thing up, and it's in self defense because he has all of these knife wounds, uh, where Meg Tilly was stabbing him to keep him away. So, fair enough, but they're defensive wounds. But so, so Meg Tilly is, we find out, Mary Loomis. So she's yes. of course Lila's daughter, and the way that she dies, holding a knife over Norman. So the the cops show up, and it looks like she's dressed up as mother. 
So Correct. she's caught red-handed in the mother outfit with a knife trying to murder Norman and they shoot her. What a brilliant ending. Yeah. And it's wh- a very smart ending. in way that it looks like they can clear Norman because I mean, Norman has broken at this point and, and as bad as Mary was, she was at this point trying to defend herself and it looks completely the opposite. So Correct. I thought it was done so well and framed pun intended in yeah. a great way. So then the second twist is like Norman was actually getting, and this so is I guess the- it's third. It's three twists. Cause we, we have the uh, the Lila Loomis, Mary Loomis, and then the one. I guess that's your, true. Uh, yeah. So we have a uh, we yeah. have a rule of threes. Yeah. <laughs> so they Norman has been getting actual phone calls from a woman saying that he's his mother. She is his mother, and he nobody can figure out who it is. So at the very last scene of this movie, there's a knock on the back of Norman's door. He opens the door, and there's Emma Emma Spool, and she basically lays it out that she is Norman's real mother, and that the woman that raised him was Emma's sister. Uh, and so his the, aunt. I'm sorry, his aunt, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the reason that is is because Emma was having some troubles, whatever that means, of her own, and she was institutionalized. So Norma Norma raised him. And, and then uh, wouldn't which let is the inter- sister back around when Correct. she got out. Well, the sister, the, no, she said the sister, she says, she's like, by the time I got out, you had already been committed. Oh, okay. So Norman was our, and she's like, and I just waited for mm. you. So we go back to like this little container of poison that Norman admits that he poisoned his mother with. Uh, well, that's we the him- other head fake. You think, oh, yeah. he's going to poison her. Yeah. But then and he's then like, he clobbers, <laughs> I mean, like legit clobbers this. I, and I can't like, I've been watching movies my entire life. I cannot point to any other time I see physical violence on an old person. Yeah. I don't. I can't. And think you see of the it. big like, end, that, that shovel comes down, and you see like the indentation. Clobbers, like he's just like clobbers her oh. in the head. And at this point, it's so sad because he's been rehabilitated. Now he's completely broken. But mm-hmm. then he even gets a mother who is obviously troubled, like him, and is planning all this crazy stuff. And like you think, oh, they can work together as mother son crazy people. And then he kills her. It's right. like it's so. He, that's it. He goes so far from his yeah, rehabilitation. I don't like this part. Like I, I, I think the retcon of the mother thing is a little weird. Yeah, yeah like you don't I, like the fact that he kills her, or the ret the story. the retconning of her existence that oh, okay. she's the biological mother, and that I mean I get what they're doing is that they want to make more of these, and they're trying to get him back to having the rotting corpse of an old lady that right. he's taxidermied, and and that and mm-hmm. he can go back to mothers talking to him. Like they're they're trying to get around the fact that. You know, but the, I the old body would have been taken from the first ones. So. Old body's gone. Yeah. 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 And, and oh even, no, wait! The old body's in the because they they unearth they they dig up the grave and the body's in the right. She's back in the ground. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So presumably she's been re-interned. Yeah. But I just I just don't think that that uh, yeah. I just I just I didn't I, like I this agree, aspect. I, I get what I they're think. going for from a from a commercial standpoint of like if we want to make more of these we have to get them back to kind of like re- reset the triptych but i uh i just like it was a this part was a bridge too far for me i think it's whatever because the the deal is that either way whether the mom was really his biological mom or not they they all had these crazy issues. The mom right. obviously was not good to him. Um, so to me, it was like, yeah, I get that it's a setup, but it didn't it didn't lessen my thought about either of the sequels. And I was cool with it because I was like, you know, this was really good. I would kind of like to see more about Norman Bates. Yeah, and, and but the then they try that- to walk it back in the next one, and so like I just yeah, yeah. I'm just like you know, 
And it's not like that movie's made that much later. It's three years yeah. later. Like it's not like they waited another twenty years. And right. Like you know. And, and in the uh, Halloween two fashion, it to it literally picks up uh, mm-hmm. just yeah like hours, a month later. Days, so let's just weeks, segue into just, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right after uh, yeah, right after the events of the first one because we uh, open up uh, well uh, near the beginning anyway with the uh, scene from the the end of Psycho two. Correct. Well, I guess it's not the opening. We get that really. Rando vertigo, nod vertigo opening. I know, right? At the yeah. But early on, we get the the, the whole shovel. There is the no whole shovel God. Bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this, right? We get the whole. Do we get introduced to Maureen first, or do we get yeah. a recap? It opens with the the nuns. Her, okay. uh, where Batman will go on to defeat the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll we'll segue into in episode three. Um, so we're introduced to Maureen, and she's a nun, and she's having a crisis of faith before she takes her final vows. Which is uh, never she's... explained. I'm watching it this this yeah. whole time. I'm like, okay, I would like to know, like, where this, uh, where this, just this, like, psychotic break happened. Like, right. what, what, you know, what obviously she's this? experienced some kind of trauma, and I can well, only she imagine just, what She's it... questioning her faith. I don't feel like it needs to really be explained. Well, she's, I mean, when you're you, a nun, you can question your faith, but you, I don't think you're going to jump off a building well, just yeah, by it was questioning pretty, your it was faith. Well, she did. Dramatic. I mean, when you become a nun, you you give away your earthly possessions, and you don't get married, and if she thinks that she's doing all that for a god that she questions, does he really exist, it could yeah, cause her fair. to break, and I mean, I think it's I self-explained, that. and that's Maybe it. Maybe she found out she wasn't going to get to lead music and a fancy house in Austria. And she's like, she's like this. I didn't sign up. I, didn't, I signed up for that. Yeah. I didn't sign up for whatever, whatever this was. Can't all be Von Trapps. So. so I will, I will say, if you look at this woman, uh, it's pretty obvious what they're going for almost immediately. Um, she is. I won't say that she is a dead ringer for Janet Lee, but she is very similarly built. Her facial structure is very similar. Mm-hmm. She's got similar hair. Sure. Um, so it's very obvious that they're trying to make her look like Janet Lee or Marion yeah. Crane. She's going to trigger Norman's memories Correct. of, of uh, Marion Crane in the first one. But so she she's like freaking out and the nuns are trying to save her. And I guess the whatever the mother whatever the, mother superior yeah yeah she's trying to get her to step off the ledge and she ends up pushing her off the bell tower and so she inadvertently kills this woman correct and so she's you know she didn't mean to but now she's living with this baggage and so her and norman can kind of relate on a certain level because they're both people that have done things that they didn't you know they they both didn't mean to norman is it's not really eh, norman. i don't know norman meant to in the first one not Norman. Oh, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. They're, you know, she's troubled. They're both broken in a certain way. And so she leaves, uh, you know, they send her packing, but she now has to deal with, she killed someone, uh, and she's left this life. And we're introduced to, I got And I've, I always say that there are, if I ever make a movie, there are certain people that I will cast in that movie. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Fahey is one (laughs) of those people. Cause he is, he, He's almost like Anthony Perkins, where he walks this line of being very likable and charming, but then he does some stuff where like, ah, oh, you're kind of a godhead. So in the you original know? version of this screenplay, he was the killer, and it was going to be that he was obsessed with uh, in, in, uh, with uh, Norman Bates' character and basically showed up and, and starts recreating. And I would have liked <laughs> that, that better. Yeah, I probably would have liked that better. Because what I don't like about this movie is just the happenstance of this 
oh, this crazed, deranged nun just happens to show up at Bates Motel. <laughs> and we're the first and one. Her, like, and her initials are the same. MC. Yeah. yeah like, Corrine Kukuli? Corrine Kukuli? Sure. Coil. That's what it is. And so, but, and, and it's like the same suitcase. And yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be the same. It's like, oh, d- when they fished it out of like the, the 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 swamp, and it went to the police auction or whatever. Maybe like she's somehow, or they she's donated. a nun. They get donated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it was, and that would have been a. a it's like because we even focus in on the suitcase, and then right. we. We, we, we do nothing with it. Or, yeah. like, the suitcase would have had the $40,000 in it or just, like, like something. Oh, wasn't so it? Yeah, they threw that in the trunk, so it wouldn't be yeah. a suitcase. They, they do a little bit with her where, like, when Norman is at the uh, restaurant, the, the f- same restaurant where his mother used to work, uh, he's still – oh, I guess we should say that and that's – And he used to work there, too. That's right. But I that's debunked. Like, they, they kill that hmm. retcon in three almost immediately – where they're like, no, 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 no. Like, she was crazy. She made the whole thing up. Like, she's not his mother. So, like, they retcon it in two. They re-retcon it in three. And then they retcon it all again in four. Like, it's just a big, right. like, every yeah. movie they're changing the history of this character. Um, well, that's the problem with especially horror movie sequels when they they just want to make more and they get to more killing and more, yeah. you know, they so they have to start figuring out why and how and and they just start doing whatever they can to make it a Halloween movie. two. Right. Like that's right. why that's why I compare Psycho two to Halloween two is like Halloween two. You get the reveal that Michael and Lori are brother and sister. So yeah. it's just and like, then oh. in H four O, we're like, oh, that yeah, whole brother right. sister thing, forget it. <laughs> yeah, now, it's a great I, line. I really wish H two O had not been retconned because really, it could be my second favorite. It was my second favorite until H four O. H four O, I just I teeter between the two of them, but I really think H two O could have been it's included because she still because she still could have gone, you know, been you know recluse and you know a hermit, you know after. After this, and then I still would have, uh, you know, my heart net would have still been in the. Uh, yeah, I was saying they they the, can't uh, they they the... couldn't get him back if they wanted <laughs> but to. She's dead, right? You have to wreck. You can't include it. She doesn't. She die in H two O. No, she dies in Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, Resurrection. Um, Michelle Williams, okay. Josh Hartnett, and okay. she all survive. Okay, I was thinking of Resurrection because yeah. I'm like, oh, you can't. Oh yeah, oh, cool J. I'll get rid. Yeah, that that one doesn't exist. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with this, so, yeah. So, yeah, you have Frank Lapidus from Lost shows up, and he's yeah. like a musician and picks up uh, the new MC and uh, starts, you know, being a creeper and making the moves on her in the car, and she has to walk in the rain, and eventually ends up at Bates Motel. Correct. And this is like they there is sort of like an instant connect, instant romance. Like this one, it's immediately romantic. Like it's they're not. Because I because they actually they they reference the fact that Norman was extremely attracted to Marion Crane in uh, the first movie. They they double down on that in this one and allow that relationship to build because where Marion Crane was not a broken woman like she was very you know confident and assertive mm-hmm. and where this woman is not that she's not but she's got some baggage coming along with her literally. Um, literally yes, yeah literally. right right well that's the thing she's dealing with that traumatic incident which Correct. makes her more susceptible to falling into this uh situation with norman well then she was uh uh, uh sexually assaulted in the car so Correct. she's she's uh accidentally killed somebody 
She's now sexually assaulted in the car by a creeper, mm-hmm. and now she's at you know, the most uh, infamous hotel in in America. <laughs> yeah, and right. so you you so she's just like where the guy who sexually assaulted her now works. Now works, right? Right. <laughs> That's what are the odds? This perfect storm of insanity. Yeah. Um. So, like, like Tom mentioned in in part two, is now all of these things start happening around Norman, right? So we know that he's kind of off the rocker, no pun intended, because he's got <laughs> the decomposed corpse of uh, Emma Spool, Emma Spool, up in his room, and he's listening to her talk to him. Uh, and she's yeah. not nearly as put together. Like mother had her hair all put back up, and <laughs> yeah. she was her clothes were nicely pressed. Emma Spool, she looked she she looked rough. She looked, well, she's she had, not. She she's had, not. She had a yeah. rough night. Yeah, well, she had, had twenty two twenty two years. He didn't get to practice uh, taxidermy <laughs> yes. in the psychiatric ward. So you know he's not up to his old standards. Um. So again, like you know, Norman is acting normal, but not so well he's back um, to his psycho one days he's right pretty, so yes, that's you exactly can tell right. at the end of psycho two he's been broken he's back to his old tricks he's got mother talking to him and so people start showing up at the hotel and and uh they say there's they've a got a big book. there's a big football game right they've got it yeah. booked for college kids or whatever that are coming to party and watch the football game and so you know you've got all these women and you've got pretty women and of course mother doesn't like any pretty women right. around that could tempt Norman. And uh, so we get to uh, the, the gore ramps up, you know, Big again in this one, in this one. Uh, you get the, the death of the girl in the bathroom, which I, I also like the little comedic flares because they're into the eighties horror to where like yes. he stops the toilet paper roll with the knife to like stop yeah. like, little touches <laughs> like that. But that's he, a, that's, that's a Jason move. Okay. But sure. yeah. so he yeah. kills, he kills this girl. The in the phone t- booth. The f- and I like the phone booth. Kill. Phone booth kills a good kill. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that, that works. That works. Uh, and I do I would like say the he's... only thing I remembered from this movie from having seen it the, the in the theaters, you know, 30 years ago, 30 plus years yeah. ago was um, the scene with where she's in the uh, the ice chest. Yeah. And the cop okay, shows up. So oh, that's what here's... that's the part that stuck in my head 30 years later. <laughs> like... That woman was actually in the ice chest. She was. I know. I read that. That's why yeah. that's why she, she was, was blue. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They couldn't have found a better way to do. So here's the the reason I think Whoa. this one is kind of a swing and a and look. I like three. I like. like this I, I honestly, I'm surprised at how good this series is as a whole. Yeah, like every single entry where I liked all is, of them. I'll just tell you yeah, right now. I watched I, one I watched, through four in the same. Weekend. I watched one through four. As I liked well. every single one of them. I was like, this and is this fascinating. One, uh, we didn't mention that uh, Perkins directed this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think this to one. Be the director at first because he was casting, and he's like, wait a minute, I, this is this is my series. And right. So he's like, I who. Yeah, I've worked with Hitchcock. I've worked with the, the director's name escapes me for the second one. Richard Franklin. Yeah. Richard Franklin. Richard Franklin. So who I'd had also worked, worked with, with Hitchcock. Yes. So it's like nobody knows this series, you know, that literally runs through my veins. It <laughs> is what my my paid for my house. Yeah. So it's like I I I know this series. But what's yeah. weird that's though is where he, I think this he asked is. Richard Franklin to co-direct the movie with him. Yeah. And he was and he was like, no thanks. And Richard Franklin also did the Fright Night series, and he wrote yep. Child's Play, I believe, right? And uh, uh, I think that was. Maybe. Oh yeah, Kevin's gonna pull it up on Wikipedia here. And he's gonna sound like anyway the whole time. The- <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. So okay. So really the death. Like- so Jeff Fahey brings a girl home from the bar. No, uh, mother kills him in the phone booth. Then you get the. Is she the one in the ice chest? 
or is it the e- other girl? Okay, so the young yeah, he's the bathroom th- girls in the ice chest. Bathroom, okay, yeah, and then bathroom girls at the party, and he kills her, and you get that other comedic kind of moment where the the frat boy or whatever runs around the corner, and and Norman has to hold the dead girl against yeah. the the wall, but he's like, oh, <laughs> someone's gonna lucky, someone's like, gonna lucky. Hey. You know? <laughs> so you get those kind of silly eighties horror moments like that, and so she ends up in the ice chest. Now like, the even sheriff, the poster, even the poster for this movie looks comical. Oh, it does. It looks like oh, them holding the, the key up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the and the key shaped like a knife. Yeah, yeah. it's a total wow. product to the time. But so the sheriff now, because Norman had been cleared in the second one, he's more on his side. To where he's like, "Why are people bothering this poor boy? Like he's been through so much, and you keep hassling him." And so well, he's, we keep we keep forgetting about the reporter. Like the reporter is basically the the Vera Miles character, where she keeps poking the bear. True, and finally you you poke enough and you get you know you get a bear but 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 to her to be fair though norman is already broken she didn't cause oh sure 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 yeah so this reporter is just coming because she's writing about killers and wants to get his insight and he knows that he's not well at this point and he's like she's questioning about some really serious stuff and he's like yeah we're done here he's more assertive because he's back to his old self like from the right. first one and the second one he's timid he's recovering uh he's unsure of himself and he's isn't it weird how sanity. when we get to the fourth one he's super cool yeah, he's been through yeah, a lot. He's like, very cool under yeah. pressure when that fourth one. He's Definitely. like, yeah, I'll just I'll tell you the story. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. So um, so anyway, so the sheriff's on his side. You get that gross moment of him eating bloody ice cubes. That's which, a great moment. It yeah, is. but it's gross. Like, it's super the, gross. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. It's, I was just like, Whoa. it's disgusting. If you oh. but it's if one you of put those that in your mouth. There's no way you wouldn't notice it. No, I you know, would absolutely not. I mean, I was thinking like maybe like no. There's no excuse. It's a gross <laughs> moment, but no. <laughs> it is a very gross one. And he's like licking his finger. Yeah. The licking yeah. his finger part. I was like, oh, gross. That- that's, where you, that's where you have to start to suspend disbelief, where this turns into more of a crazy killer type movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing gross out things, but you lose the grounded we are, part we are, of it. We are heavy in the 80s yes, in this, this movie. Is, yeah. This is full blown. If Psycho it. is Rocky, this is Rocky <laughs> 3. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. I will say they do some super weird. So this is like we said, this is Anthony Perkins. The amount of weird lighting mm-hmm. that goes on in this movie, like when we get to the finally, like Jeff Fay, the, the turn for Jeff Fay, he happens, and he has taken the corpse of uh, Miss Spool and now has it in like his room, and the entire room is like bathed in this red light, and I'm like, what? What is happening? Why? Why is this? You know, we we get the. Uh, I guess that we're saying that he was smoking crack. I don't really know. Like he's got like a, like a little foil ball. Who is this? Jeff Fahey, the the manager. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, like the whole like he's got like a, an ashtray, the ashtray that Norman picks up and throws at him and hits him in the head. But then next to the ashtray, there's like a little like foil ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just like either he's like shooting. Sp- Hero, I don't know, but like, well, it was he's like a rocker, and yeah. he's, it's just the '80s, and he's a rock. So I guess you're supposed to presume maybe people are true. doing yeah. drugs and alcohol, you know. But either either way, so uh, the oh, um, what's her face? The reporter tells the new MC who Norman is so she vouches for him when the cops come poke right, around right. looking for the college party girl or whatever and she says no he was with me he you know he pulls another one of those even like, though she uh, I'm sure she knew different but she she, yeah, yeah. she, she empathized with his history uh-huh. she's like I, I'm pretty sure he did it but I'm just I, this. I'm just gonna vouch for him anyway I'm not gonna, she, I'm not gonna risk it 
No. But she leaves at that point. She's like, I'm out of here. I can't deal with Go this. Go stay with it's... Father Tom. Yeah. No offense, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I am a father. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, so she even she has a moment where I was like, oh, she's bonkers. We're like, and then she at, gets bonkers when she's talking about yeah. Father Tom. She's like, ah, oh, I. It's like I can I've, save I, I've, I've seen the Virgin Mother, and I'm like holding we, oh, that yeah. shiny we, crucifix. We and didn't like, mention oh. the part that Norman went to go murder her, but she'd already slit her own wrists. Yeah. Like in the yeah. very beginning, she's already That's, Norman's going to do what he does. And she's already slit her wrist. So that's she true. It triggered that, a total psycho one. Yes. She's in the same room, the people, yeah. she's in the bathroom. And so, yeah, she, she, that's, I think he, Norman came out at that moment, right? So mother yeah. was going to kill her. Yeah, yeah. And then Norman is able to, he sees she's already in danger. And she's, then... she needs help just right. like he needed help. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where they kind of bond. Well, anyway, so when the cops came, he was worried that they would find mother, but mother's gone. So right. after the cops leave and MC leaves, He's like, where the hell is mother? And we find out, oh, she leaves a note, right? Yeah, come see me in cabin 12. 12. And Jeff Fahey has figured it all out. Yes. And he's like, you're going to give me an acre of this land and we're going to call it a day. And if you you don't, I'm going to uh, tell everybody. Well, (laughs) and I love the reoccurring. This is the other 80s horror goofball stuff. The Jeff Fahey is like three times now. Don't touch the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this he's Guess like, don't what? touch the car, and Norman beats him over the head and destroys it. I love right, that. Right. I Honest. love the logic behind, I've just discovered you're a hom- homicidal maniac. Um, I would like to be your neighbor. Yeah, yes. I'm going to cut a deal with you. <laughs> like, no, I'm getting out. I'm done. I, yeah. And here's the thing is, like, we, we kind of talked about it in, what was the, was it the visit with M. Night, that M. That? M. Night Shyamalan did? Like, the strength we yeah. kind of, we yeah. I, I I I get that like if you look at his arms in this movie in this movie, he's he's very like sinewy, but he's, he's got, got some guns. Yeah, yeah, he's got some yeah. guns. So it's and like I also think he, that when he gets into a situation like this, so Norman on his own is not very strong or very capable. But when that mother, when the killer comes yeah. out uh, and he starts fighting with Jeff Fahey, like Jeff Fahey has him down, but then the killer comes out and he like takes a lamp, right. and smashes him. That's he what takes I'm a saying. Guitar like, beats him with it. We it's, talk about that scene in the visit where the grandpa's like chucking bales. But it's not, it's yeah. not strength like that though. It's not like yeah. Oh, no, we're saying like old man strength. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. But he's got like you know, like he's got a, he's had a life. Like he's his right. he's he's strong. But this is more I think grounded. He's deceptively the strong. The visit's crazy. Like that's well, M that's Night true. Shyamalan. Yeah. But I just insanity. I just mean like that old, the old man strength where you yes. shake their hands like a vice. Group. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so he yeah. So he ends up taking him out. Does he? Yeah. He throws him. He he throws him in the back of the of the car. That's right. Uh, and they push it into the. And I don't remember. I guess. They find another body in the bottom of the lake, but I don't yeah, know who uh, that was. Telephone booth girl, because she had on the yellow. Okay, uh, okay, that makes sense. Thing. Yeah, because I remember that was a weird like crop top sweater with a diamond cut out in the middle. Like yeah. that was the weird. I think they put her in that weird shirt so you could identify her. That makes know? sense. Uh, I will. But, I will also say there's a lot of nudity in a lot two eighties horror. Yeah. There's yeah. Not, that's I agree. There's not tons in two, but there. I mean, but that three. one nude. Scene. Meg, oh, Meg Tilly go. Meg Tilly goes full frontal. Oh, but in, it's like it, that's true. But it's also behind. It's like a, it's also like opaque behind a. That's true. Behind that's the true. Yes. the shower door. But three but, is but three is like we're oh we're in the 80s. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And I would so, also say Anthony Perkins not that old, and when he was born in thirty two, so he'd have been like in his early fifties when he was making oh, okay. these. So he's that not like sense. yeah, he's not like crazy he's not as old, old as that guy that I, I turned fifty about. like oh, three weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. So <laughs> yeah, um, well, at least let me see your guns, Tom. Yeah. 
So, so Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Faye uh, ends up, as he is going to dump the car, he comes back to life and Norman floors it and they both yeah. go into the water. They see telephone booth girl, but Norman's Norman able to escape. Yeah. And he goes back to the house and Mar- not Mar- Maureen is there. And um, Oh, this part's kinda, so tragic. This too. is tragic. Yeah. Like this is she's really... running around the house looking for him and they kind of have a moment and then she gets pushed down the stairs. This and is the, the, recre- same, this yeah, is the recreation yeah. of the stair yeah. death. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, and she oh, ends up, <laughs> and she ends. Maybe up, you shouldn't put the Cupid, the arrow statue, <laughs> yeah, at the bottom. Of the steps. <laughs> or maybe People, that's exactly where you should put it. Oh, mother was feng shui in the house. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah she, okay. she knew what was up. Uh, so she ends this up like, terrible. impaling feng herself slay. on feng slay. Oh, Ooh, I, like it. I, like it. I don't know Hashtag if you all heard Tom say. Yeah, Tom said it first. I can't We're coming up. We are writing an Asian horror script. No, it's be called... you need to take that out. What? No, I'm no. Feng, sh- feng Shui is an Asian. Oh, that's Japanese... totally a title. Netflix would buy that title. That's what I'm saying. Feng We're slay. creating an yeah. Asian horror script. It's going to be called <laughs> Feng Slay, and it's going to be amazing. Maybe it'll be an anthology. I don't know. I can't yeah, tell you. You, at this you point, love but... your anthologies. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, she, she dies tragically yeah. on the stairs, uh, tripping down them onto the, uh, and, and again, very violent mm-hmm. as all these deaths are, but I like that because I think audiences, as Tom said for the last one, even though he didn't like this one as much, but audiences are expecting yeah. that gore. And so I like that I you still so. get yeah. this, you get the psychological breaking, you know, Norman Bates mother stuff, but then you also get the fulfillment of when I'm watching this or the Friday the 13th movies, you, you know, in the later Halloween movies, you want the gore. That's what you're coming for at this point. Which I will say, if if you can find it go get that scream factory friday the 13th set because it is gorgeous there you go um uh promo code real spoilers well and i don't know if it's shout factory but i've seen the psycho one uh, cycle two three and four collection mm-hmm. on amazon on it's like on blu-ray for like 12 bucks lately mm-hmm. like worth every penny of it yeah i was almost gonna post it was 15 bucks for the three on blu-ray yeah, and I think they're blowing them totally out cheap because they just put out the 60th anniversary <laughs> yeah, 4K one. That's exactly why I get yeah. them out of here. Uh, yeah, so the the reporter shows up and she ends up finding the body of the girl. Um, and Norman is full mother at this point, and he's stalking her around the house. We find, um, I guess she finally talks some sense into him a little bit, and he ends up stabbing the decomposed corpse of Emma Spool. And all of the dirt and everything, because that's at the beginning Sawdust. of this movie is is, is 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 Norman trying to is putting together a, a bird. Yeah. Uh, and then so in this one we get that you know replayed scene where instead of oh this is the retcon I was reading on the description here. So the reporter ends up telling Norman she's researched. She oh, goes, that's right. She you're goes right, to the father right. and she has newspapers and they figure out who Emma Spool was. And in Wikipedia it says that she explains Emma Spool was his aunt and was in love with Norman's father, yes. but he married her sister Norma Spool killed. Norman's father, so there's another retcon, and right, kidnapped yeah. Norman when he was a child. So now it wasn't the institutionalized thing. She mm. kidnapped him, believing he was the child she should have had with the father. Correct. Uh, when she yeah. was caught, Norman was returned to Norma while Spool was institutionalized. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like they can't make up their mind about what they want to do here. But yeah. I do like that Norman is given the chance again. Like with this movie, I could see easily with horror sequels that, again, you could repeat the same plot over and over and over again. Right. And each movie has done something different. So you, of course, have the original classic. Then in the second one, you think Norman's back to killing, but they do a a head fake and it's really them messing with him. But they've now brought Mother back out. But in this one, at least, Mother is 
at the end of the movie to continue the series instead of just being like, well, Norman's going to do some killing again. Right. They right, let right, him, right. they let him cure himself of mother and he picks up the knife. Like he's going to kill the reporter, but the head fake is that he stabs the dead corpse of spool. Mm-hmm. Correct. And at the end when he's being taken in, he's like, but at least I'm free. And so mm-hmm. he's freed himself from mother, at least at this point. So, you know, if they're going to do a psych, they can either do two things, no sequel. And the movie at least ends with Norman getting his freedom, quote unquote, uh, but living the rest of his life in jail we would think or if they do a sequel they're going to do something different because now mother's gone so how are you going to set norman back up to be a killer or how are you going to question it so at least they they give themselves a perfect opportunity to do exactly what you said kevin right either way is well either well i just like even even the first part where it's like right so friday the 13th we go to the woods so we're just going to bring 12 more kids out to the woods mm-hmm. and just be fired. over and over. Same you've, thing. Yeah. Well, so you've got that opportunity here, but they never take that opportunity and they no. kind of hit on it in this one. You've got the lot. You've got the, the, the motel. So you could just have people fill the mm-hmm. motel. All 12 it would be rooms. so you easy to go down that road. So easy. And, and they it would don't. make a lot would, more sense. It'd be cheaper. But you yeah, got to right? give them credit that each script with with these Absolutely. sequels is innovative. Absolutely. It's original. We're so mm-hmm. sick of sequels and remakes being the same crap over and over. What I really liked about it was I didn't know what happened to Norman after the first one. That's all I had seen. And then I've watched each of these sequels, two, three, and four. I've learned other things. I've seen different mm-hmm. scenarios. We've explored that character and his psyche. And so I really got to give them credit for what they were doing and not just cashing in on. Yeah, they didn't. Do, they didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I've right. I've always just dismissed these movies as cash grabs i've never right. actually you know and so i i was especially too like i right. i didn't care for like the that final you know coda mm-hmm. that they put on with emma spool but yeah. but um but i will also give them credit for for trying they I mean they were they were trying to make a good movie they weren't just mm-hmm. like phoning Absolutely it in they were. and the, and i thought richard franklin did a did a great job directing it i know quentin tarantino was on record as saying that he actually likes Psycho Two better than Psycho One, but Quentin Tarantino well, likes to say dumb. crazy stuff. That's he like, has weird yeah, takes. Like, yeah. He likes to be like, "Yeah, hot." Don't takes. get me wrong; I love your movies, sir, but that's the dumbest. Yeah, that's sometimes well, he just yeah. says crazy stuff. Like, "What's your favorite Christopher Walken movie?" Well, obviously, Country Bears. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> but uh, but then at the ending, the very very ending, after he says that he'll be free, they show him, and it's another creepy, like in the end of the first one, yeah. where they zoom in on him. But then out of his sleeve, he pulls the severed. The severed hand of a school. school. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, oh. and you get the, the creepy smile. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I actually the, uh, I think this one is creepier because he's got some age on his face, and he's yeah. got a, his face is a little bit more malleable. Right. So it's just like the way the 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 slow grin mm. rather just the and, and it plays differently on his face and then mm-hmm. the light fades behind him and you just get his face in silhouette i was like that's actually a pretty badass yeah mm-hmm. and i snuck out to pee so maybe you talked about this but this is also the 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 only time we get to see him speak as mother like we see oh him that's true do yeah. it. that is also that that is a that is a great scene where we see his face like, the adr on that was really good yeah 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 like yeah. And, it but didn't, also like, his face, yeah, like his face acting is—it's a terrifying. It's on the level of the end of uh, Kevin's favorite slasher. Um, oh, damn it! 
the the one where the reveal at the end of the girl's actually a boy. Oh, sleepaway camp. Oh, sleepaway camp. <laughs> sleepaway camp. Ah. Yeah, thank you. Let's freeze it's frame like, on, on that little level. boy's junk for the credits. <laughs> <laughs> and do a slow roll. Uh. Out. Uh, but it's on that level. I remember, like, that's a horrifying ending. Yeah. And like the look on Anthony Perkins' face in this reminds me a lot of Angela's face from that. <laughs> just the way that like yeah. his eyes are real big and his mouth is real. Like yeah. just, it was just a very that sleepaway freeze frame of the face is creeptastic. <laughs> I know that is, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I liked these. And I'll tell you what, Psycho Four, while it's more retconning and more weirdness, um, I liked it. It's like he's calling into a radio show, telling about his past. It's, we, it's fun. I really like uh, Four. I think for yeah. me, and I mentioned on uh, Twitter last night that it it goes it's OG two, four, and then three. I think uh, that's fair. Four that. four is made for TV, right? Yeah, I think it was but one it of the very first HBO. And films. But four it doesn't feel was, like TV. Gotcha. Four was filmed at Universal Studios Florida as part of its grand opening. Mm-hmm. So part of the whole grand opening celebration of the Florida theme park was Psycho Four was they had just finished shooting or like the opening day was like the last couple of days of principal photography. They didn't. So, it was delayed. So they wanted it done before. But then people actually got yeah. to see it being filmed at the theme yeah. park. Yeah. John Landis is in that movie. Well, there yeah, you go. he is. John Landis is like CCH Pounder's like producer. Oh, like that's the guy right. With the glasses and the beard. That's John. That's Landis. Right, yeah. You were talking before about how the, the you know this movie's a product of its time. If you really want to see how much of a product of its time it was, if you go to uh, YouTube and type in "Scream of Love," and they actually made a video for MTV uh, using the <laughs> score from this movie, and it's called "Scream Great. of Love." And it's from I can't remember the composer on this movie, but and then and then it's got uh, it's him and uh, David Sanborn because <laughs> you know if there's anything why not the kids in the '80s loved it was the smooth jazz stylings of David Sanborn, <laughs> and uh, um, but there's actually a, a clip of it where Anthony Perkins is on MTV introing the video and he's like so he's he's coming out he's back selling two ozzy osbourne songs he's like (laughs) that was bark at the moon and you know and and uh and so here's scream of love and it's just and there's no words it's all instrumental and i think they were trying to capitalize on you know this is when uh what uh axel f by harold foley had been a huge hit because of beverly Mm -hmm. hills cop and and then uh what the the theme to uh uh, Miami Vice was also a big hit for MTV, so I just thought oh, it was funny sure, that sure, they sure. were like, "Oh, let's just put some sort of drum machine under the score and call it a song." <laughs> so financially, Psycho Two made thirty four point seven million on a five million dollar budget, wow, and Psycho win. Three made fourteen point four million on an eight point four million dollar budget. So not quite, oh. not diminishing returns, but right. still still made money. So that's why they they're still. I will say I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge fan of most uh, franchises, and they all take a massive dip as they go forward. This one does take a dip, but sure, they are all four of these movies are quality flicks. That's like pretty are, solid. Yeah, it's not a yeah. dramatic dip. You got a, a, no. a little bit of one, but it's not not nearly as dramatic as. Well, I mean, I mean the I mean the remake. Yeah. That's oh well, a, yeah. Okay. That's but but idea. I've seen some bad horror sequels, and I'll tell yeah, you what, I was absolutely. captivated. Is not being a huge horror guy, uh, and only seeing the first one, watching two, three, and four, I'm into it. Like I even started Bates Motel because I'm totally like, worth it. And I got to tell you, Vera Farmiga is a fantastic Norma yeah. Bates. And well, there's also uh, in the middle of all this, we should probably acknowledge that there is a a, a TV movie called Bates Motel. Oh really? Um, really? Yeah. Oh. 
Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, un- unaffiliated with um, it, with the TV show of the same name, mm-hmm. and and it's about uh, well, I think it was like somebody is in an asylum with Norman Bates, and then they get he gets out and somehow inherits the motel, and they oh, were trying to set on. it up as like an anthology series, kind of what we were talking about, like just have people check into the motel and you can kill them, and yeah. uh, I mean eventually you know just that would have been completely destroyed once Yelp came online, oh. but um, <laughs> <laughs> one star, yeah, one star. Uh, they got killer rates, yeah, <laughs> nice, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there it was, some, and it was a made-for-TV movie. Uh, is, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so I don't know where it's at or if it's available, but just reading up on it, it, it does exist. That's fun. So. The, and the kid that plays Norman is fantastic. Like a great Norman Bates. Yeah. In the, Freddie Highmore. In the show, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, so the Psycho 4, even though it was made for TV, it still feels like a film. Uh, we've talked about a lot of bad made-for-TV movies, mm-hmm. so it does not feel like a TV film. Like, they actually have the production yeah. quality. Uh, Anthony Perkins is still all in in Psycho 4. Like, he's great. It's a Showtime, wasn't it, Kevin? Was I, it for Showtime? Showtime is right, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like sense. a, you no. know, high-production value TV, not a, and it doesn't have, like, a video feel to it. It really has the mm-hmm. film feel. And it's got uh, Henry Thomas from E.T. plays a young Norman Bates in that. And Olivia Hussey, thank you very much, Yeah, (laughs) uh, plays Norma Bates. Conflicting feelings. I I, uh, I told Kevin, I was like, I got to tell you, if my mom looked like Olivia Hussey. (laughs) (laughs) All I will say is poor poor kid. Poor kid. Because Norman Norman is screwed up for a reason. And you really feel bad for him when you see how crazy his mother was. And the stuff Mm -hmm. that she pulls in four in these flashbacks, you're just like, God. No. Again, it was Olivia Hussey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And also, uh, for our new new listeners, if you're tuning in for the first time, there will be, if you sign up for the Patreon, there's a bunch of free stuff. Not free stuff, but five bucks a month. They'll get you some stuff. There will be a new audio commentary, hopefully on Tuesday. Kevin's nodding yes. That's the plan. But uh where we me and my friend learn uh from uh the tuesday 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 the 27th why is that is that what i said tuesday yeah oh friday the 30th that makes more sense friday yes friday the 30th don't scare me i'm like sorry 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 uh where we do an audio commentary for the crow uh just in time for for devil's night uh that will be up on friday not tuesday do not go out to celebrate devil's night on tuesday no 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 go for friday joe's old so he's like yeah we get devil's night in three days early just to right yeah i mean daylight savings time you move the clock up that's the way that works (laughs) this is kevin follow me on twitter at kevin r bracket and this is ryan you can follow me at rl terry one on twitter you can also follow uh my sitcom forza crowd at forza crowd pod on twitter another catchy theme song I might add for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and uh, don't forget our aforementioned Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers. So that's it for this one. No idea what we're doing next week, so stick around for that. And until then, you've been warned. Get ready for a spoiler. Don't say it twice, cause we already warned ya Better watch out, it's gonna ruin the plot Real spoilers Real spoilers Real spoilers Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.